You are listening to the Life Reconstructed Podcast with me, Teresa Amaral Beshwaite, grief expert, best-selling author, and widow. I'm so glad you're here because in this and every episode, I shine a light on the widowed way forward. Hello and welcome to episode one, grief lesson number one, the measuring stick. In this episode, I share my story and the very first lesson I learned from grief that carries me through every single day. My husband Ted and I met in 1999 and in September of 2000, we began a marriage best described as peaceful, respectful, loving, and hilarious, an example of what's possible. Our wedding anniversaries were special to us, and each year we would celebrate with a trip. Sometimes we stayed close to our home in Central California, and twice we traveled to Portugal and walked those cobblestone streets from which my family immigrated. We were out of state celebrating our 12th anniversary, and we were having lunch when his heart stopped beating. I did CPR, the paramedics arrived quickly, and the emergency department worked tirelessly. But in the quiet room of that hospital, I heard the words, he died. And my life was instantly divided into two parts, before and after. I bet you can relate. I found myself in two funeral homes in two states in a matter of two days. And on our 12th wedding anniversary, I picked a casket. It felt so cruel at that time. I couldn't eat or sleep, and it was like I was willing my heart to beat. The weight on my chest prevented me from drawing a deep breath. My body was on a slow march toward joining him, and I didn't know how to fight that dying. In the days and weeks after losing him, I had two questions. Could I live? And even if I could, did I want to? I couldn't seem to find answers to those questions until... Months later, I remembered the look on my mother-in-law's face at her son's funeral, and I couldn't do that to my parents. So I decided to dig my heels in and fight the dying, and I had found my first why. When I was cognitively able to go back to work, I jumped in with both feet. I remember the first day that I was able to stay focused at work for eight straight hours. Those hours were like a vacation from my shattered life, and that day I found my drug of choice, busyness, and I was instantly hooked. My full-time job at the time required significant travel, and I was adamant about continuing to live on our 10 acres, so there was plenty to do to escape the horrific pain. I was on the run. I was exhausted physically and mentally, and the exhaustion reached the depths of my soul, and yet I couldn't face the pain. Instead, I kept choosing to stay busy. I thought if I stayed busy long enough, maybe time would heal. Years later, it became obvious that my strategy was not working. Time on its own, I learned, does not heal. I was tired to my core and tired of being tired. And I was tired of grief beating me up every time I let my guard down. My strategy of avoidance was not getting me to where I wanted to go. 
With a few exceptions, my journey was a solo one. I quickly realized that most people in my life, despite wonderful intentions, just didn't get it. Unless you know, you don't know. Well, for many people, therapy is a wonderful path to healing. It didn't seem like a fit for me. I felt that unless the therapist herself was widowed, no matter how educated and experienced she was, her advice would not seem relevant to me. And grief groups also weren't a fit for me. Grief felt like a private matter. I stumbled around in the darkness for years until I started to see a light. No one ever told me that navigating great loss is nothing more than a series of decisions. I didn't know that my preconceived notions about right and wrong were holding me hostage. And I had no idea that my thoughts were 100% optional, sometimes completely untrue, and often they created unnecessary suffering. I didn't know how to feel such intense, soul-shattering pain And I was shocked to learn that when I turned and faced it, the pain did not overwhelm me, but instead it actually loosened its grip. I had no idea that it was possible to find my way forward without leaving him behind. Everything I needed to know when I was stumbling around in the darkness can be summed up in just two words, coaching tools. If only I had discovered life coaching sooner, my journey would have been much clearer, more focused, less confusing, and more intentional. So I became a certified life coach so I can help you navigate your loss with clarity, focus, and intentionality. I want to help you find your superpower. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and listen to the episodes to come where I'll share the roadblocks and turning points in my journey and help you apply these lessons to yours. For now, let's start with the first lesson I learned, thanks to Jeff, a widower friend, who explained it to me. It was simple. He said, you'll never have another bad day. He said it during some of the darkest days, so I was confused. He explained further that I had already lived the worst days of my life, and now nothing else would compare. I could have never imagined that our 12th wedding anniversary, that day that I selected my husband's casket, would become my measuring stick for all other days. The torture of that day became my superpower, and I want you to find yours. Today will not compare to that day. You can do this day. There's so much more to come in future episodes, and I hope you'll soak it in, apply it, and watch it transform your life like it did mine. In the meantime, know that I believe in you, and I'm here for you. Take care. If you found this podcast helpful, I invite you to join Life Reconstructed, my coaching program exclusively for widowed people. It will help you step forward toward a life you will love again. Simply go to thesuddenwidowcoach.com and click work with me.